You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so, looking at all the latest in tech and answering any questions you might have. As always, you can call 069 or you can text or WhatsApp 0871669800. So if you have any tech-related questions, I can answer them for you in the next show. Uh, you can always email me, patrick102fm at gmail.com. And um, let's get started with the show today. And to start off the show today, I have a question from Marion, and Marion is in Newcastle West. And she said that um, she has her photos on her phone being backed up on Google uh, drive a Google photo storage and um, which is handy but she has ran out of space she said she subscribed to the 30 euro a year storage and that uh, that that is full now but the next tier up is too expensive and what other alternatives are there uh, so I actually have kind of ran into this problem myself and um, I bought uh, well I've, I've looked up an article about it here but I also uh kind of have a tip but it definitely gives you extra storage so i bought a nas drive but i uh, which is um it's a hard drive that you can plug in at home or plug in anywhere and all you have to do is plug it in and connect it to the internet and then set up the app so you can access it and you can back up your photos onto it and things like that but the only problem is um it the compared to google photos the menu is pretty bad and pretty poor. So I, I, I set it up and I put all my photos on it out of my Google Drive as well. And I deleted a lot of the photos out of the Google Drive because mine was also full. And that was fine. But then I wanted to get in to look up photos and things like that. And it loaded like maybe 10 at a time. And then I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. It's not loading more. And like I have... I don't know, maybe 100,000 photos or whatever it is from over the years because I do a bit of photography as well. And this is like a eight terabyte drive that will say has probably five terabytes of photos in it. And but I can't easily access those photos. Um, so I said, OK, I looked up online how to set it up as a normal drive because it doesn't have a USB port in it. This uh, this NAS drive. Uh, so. I saw how to set it up at home. You can connect in with the system and then set it up as a normal drive. So I did that and then it worked good. It opened up from home with a laptop. At least I can get to the photos I need to get to pretty quickly because its app was too slow and too uh, difficult. And it didn't like with, with Google uh, Photos, you can search a person's face and it'll show you all the photos you have in your system with that face or you can search a date and it comes up very very quickly uh, and much more and you can search like a red search for red car and it'll show you all the red cars in your photos or something like that it's very very handy that way and the the drive i got the nas drive doesn't do any of that uh, but i set it up as a normal drive and i was able to get what i needed that that day then uh and it was a very awkward setup uh, i had to uh, install shortcuts and go into the not the app itself, but the, the website of the company, and then log in from there and uh, go through different settings and do all that. And uh, that was fine, it worked that day. So I said, another, you know, a week later, oh, I need to get something else off of that drive that I couldn't get through the app because it was too slow. So I logged back in, tried to log back in, 
and it wouldn't let me in. And I was using the same password. I had saved the password the first time, wouldn't let me back in again. So apparently it's um, your IP. You need to set up a static IP. So, you know, you have, um, uh, you know, your internet, your, the, the IP refreshes every so often uh, for safety reasons or something like that. But um, I didn't set up a static IP to stop it from refreshing. So when I would try to get back in, it noticed the IP was different and the IP on my laptop and the IP that was set up on that needs to be matching originally. The original one needs to be matching. It wasn't matching, wouldn't let me back in again. And so I can't even get into it that way now. So I'm kind of, (laughs) I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, So all I have is the app and the app is pretty much unusable if I want to dig down properly and get something. Now, apparently that, that, uh, server that I bought, the, the NAS drive, uh, can be set up with Plex as well. Now, I haven't used Plex, but I, I don't know if it's as easy to use as Google Drive. But it wasn't the problem solver that I thought it would be. Uh, what I was hoping was it would be like uh, having a plugging in a hard drive in your laptop. So, you know, you, it opens up on your phone like that as well. So you open the folder and then you can just flick through all the photos and choose whichever one you want, even if it wasn't as good as Google, but uh, at least you can get to the photos, you can get to the dates or whatever it was. You can, you know, it was handy. All right. It is handy to back up your photos from your phone and things like that. You can set it up to automatically do that. You can even set it up to back up from Google Drive. But it's just not fast enough to access uh, the the access for your your media is not fast enough at all compared to Google Drive. So there may be other drives. There may be other, actually, if anybody there is using a good NAS solution, you know, because I I was thinking to just strip down that drive to get it out of the, of its case and maybe just plug it into a computer and set up like a custom NAS software or something like that from a computer at home or to buy a server or something like that or a NAS dock um, that would have a better, which, uh, you know, if anybody out there knows, (laughs) I'm asking for a bit of tech advice myself now, a good kind of um, software um, to access you know, that I can set up with passwords and everything, obviously, that would be safe. But that if I have a, a, a server at home that, that can easily access and use to back up photos from my phone or from my uh, laptop or something like that, if I'm outside, um, uh, if they had a, have any tips themselves, because I'm, I'm kind of searching around myself at the moment as well as the, the listener. But uh, but that is one alternative is just maybe find a better version than the, the one that was the WD one that I got. And uh, now it was an older drive. It was on sale and now it wasn't the drive was brand new, but the, the, the software on it was apparently they have a newer version of the software and I, I couldn't log in on that. So maybe that one is better. So if we do get an answer to that, um, I will give it out. And so it'll benefit both of us. <laughs> I'll read it out next week. Um, but I have an article here on CNET and it says, don't pay extra if you run out of Google storage. Try this instead. These digital cleaning tips can help you clear some space and save money. Also, this is more about clearing space. Uh, if you've got a Google account, you may know that you've only got 15 gig of free space yeah, uh, that you can use uh, if you're like many people that storage is already full and now you're seeing a message that you're out of room to avoid upgrading to a paid storage plan and to make some extra room in your digital filing cabinet read up on these tips 
for to free up some space. Uh, delete delete large files first. If you want to keep the majority of your go- items in Google Drive and Gmail, you can free up space by sorting each device by file size and deleting only one of two large files instead of new uh, of a few dozen smaller items. Uh, deleting one or two videos takes uh, up multiple megabytes of space and is easier than sorting through hundreds of old documents of the same file size as one video uh, to decide which can be deleted. Uh, here's how to delete files. Log in on your Google account, uh, go to storage, uh, and then storage, click on U- storage used on the right side of your screen. The file should now be ordered from largest to smallest. Uh, click on the largest files you want to delete and select them and click either the trash bin uh, that appears uh, near the top of the screen once items are selected or drag the large files to trash on the, the left side of the screen. Actually, it's not as, um, oh, you have to empty the trash then as well. Click trash on the left-hand side of the menu on the trash menu and then click empty trash on the top right corner of your screen and then click delete forever and your file's gone. Um, it's actually, uh, I so <laughs> I got a new phone, a Google Pixel 8 uh, over Christmas and I was setting it up and I must have accidentally set um my google photos to all, all to auto back up onto my or my photos itself to back up onto my work email by accident so i came in after christmas and my work email said it was full and that you may not be able to receive email soon and everything i said well, how did it get full i don't you know i don't use it for much clicked in and all my photos were in there i accidentally set it i, I must have clicked on something and when i was setting up my new phone to auto back up my photos onto my work email so um I was trying to delete them, so that's why I know a bit about this. So it, it only allows you like to it like it's at a day at a time kind of thing. So these are all the photos you took on January seventh. So you click on that and it highlights those and you can delete those. Within January, you know January eighth, you can't just say select all photos and delete them. It won't let you do that. Uh, so that's why it was annoying me a bit. Um, but um. Yeah, it's the, that's the one of the downsides to Google Drive, but in general, it's quite handy to use. Uh, you can do this in Google Drive app as well, so it's the same kind of thing in Google Drive through your phone. You can also arrange and delete files by size in Gmail on the desktop. On, on desktop, here's how. Uh, so this is all on CNET. So if you want to see all the de- specific details of each one, empty your Gmail spam folder. Yeah, so if your if your drive is getting full, you can empty your spam folder. There could be a lot of stuff in spam. Clean up your Google Photos. Uh, Google also includes Google Photos in the 15 gig of free storage. It gives its users photos and videos, um, or it gives its users sorry, photos and videos can take up more space than text-based files. Yeah. Uh, especially higher quality ones. So it's a good idea to go through and delete all photos and videos to make room. Uh, So it gives instructions to those as well. Uh, So this is all on CNET.com. It's on today's, uh, so you won't have to go too far down to look for it. Uh, When all else fails, download your files. Yeah, so that's what I did. I downloaded them onto a NAS drive, but they're all on there now, but I just can't get to them if I want to, uh, like a relation of mine was asking me for photos of a holiday from years ago. And I was looking it up on the Google Drive. There was a few of them there, but a lot of them were missing because I know they're on that NAS drive. And I just, I went into the app and 
I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. It doesn't give you any order. You can't search for specific people or anything like that. Um, you can click on dates, but it's just very slow to upload and it'll only show you a photo or two at a time and um, very, very clunky. Now, when I can get into it, when I could get into it as a normal um, drive from home, it wasn't too bad. I could just open it like a folder, like I just plugged in a memory stick or something. That was fine. But then it refreshed the IP and I couldn't get into it that way again. So it was very, very awkward. Uh, so I was thinking of uh, unscrewing the case and take the drive out of it. But I hope the software that's built in now won't lock me out of it or anything like that. I hope it, I hope it should be okay. If anybody else has any tips, patrick102fm at gmail.com. So. <laughs> uh, but it is an alternative way to do it. It's just to find a good um, uh, hard drive software, a good NAS software. So uh, here's how to download your Google Drive files, Gmail messages, Google Photos for storage on another hard drive. Open log into your Google Drive, Gmail or Google Photos. Select the files, emails, photos you want to download. Click the three stack dots on the right upper side, uh, upper corner of the screen. Click download. Note the Gmail will download messages as .eml files. Uh, once items are downloaded and moved into your hard drive, feel free to delete them from your account and empty your trash bin. Uh, so that's, that's some of the tips there on CNET. Uh, so let's have a look at some more of the latest in tech. Um, flip phones of 2024. Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 5 is our top choice, but this is on CNET as well. Uh, but Motorola and Oppo also launched worldwide flip phones in 2024. Flip phones were everywhere in the early 2000s, and now they're coming back in a big way thanks to companies like Samsung, Motorola, and Apple. Uh, so I suppose because they, they have the flexible screens now, so the flip phones are kind of a, it makes sense again because uh, you can have one big screen uh, when it flips open. Modern flip phones have now been around for a few years, but they'll take a leap forward in 2024. The Galaxy Z Flip 5 and Motorola Razr Plus uh, will gain larger screens than their predecessors, making them more useful when closed. Uh, Oppo Find N3 Flip has an additional camera as well as other improvements. While expensive and generally more fragile than standard phones, flip phones provide some benefit you can't get with regular devices. They fit more easily in your pocket and are more manageable to use uh, with, one hand, uh, with one hand when closed. You can also actually, you know, the I got the the Google Pixel 8, which is smaller than the last one I have, but it is very, I noticed it's, it is very handy for um, one-handed use, all right. Um, you can kind of reach across the screen. The only thing is I'm left-handed, so all the, yeah, and the, the one thing that I'm struggling to get used to is every phone I've had for my last five or six phones have had, the, the volume buttons on the right side up and down and the power on the left side. Um, the Xiaomi and um, Realme phones that I've had recently, uh, but the Google Pixel has all three on the right side and I'm left-handed, so they're kind of on the, the wrong side for me, especially because I have like, um, not a pop socket, but a, a, like a flip-out ring thing on the back uh, that has a magnet for the, the car to hold on to the car as well. It's very handy. But when I'm using that, it's not quite the fit to reach across to get because the buttons are quite stiff as well. So if they were easy, you kind of need the full force to, to, to press them. Um, 
So if if all three were on the other side, on the left side, uh, that that would be very handy. But unfortunately, I'm left-handed, and and uh, the buttons are designed more for right-handed people. So um, I can imagine if they were all there, it would be so much easier to. Turn. And I'm constantly press the top button to turn the volume up if something is quiet, and then I turn off the screen because it's the power button. Uh, so it's it's a bit annoying that way as well. Um, uh, and taking screenshots and things like that, I, I ended up I, <laughs> I I was end up pressing the wrong. But I'm getting more used to it now. It's been a week or two, so uh, I'm getting used to it. But um, but the the biggest difference actually is you know it hasn't as much megapixels as previous phones I've had, but the photos are ten times better. Uh. I took some photos recently and they remind me of uh, SLR photos. Uh, the SLR photos they look fabulous. Yeah, it takes excellent photos now. Uh, and it's not even the Pro model. But uh, no, it's standard camera is the same as the Pro. And the actual uh, CPU of the of the phone is the same as the Pro. Uh, so the, the only difference is it's smaller. It doesn't have the zoom and it has a few software things that are missing uh, that the Pro has that it doesn't, but it has all the... So I tested out some of the, the things I've been talking about for a while. Um, I was actually at a, a party, and there was, say, five or six people, and I took a photo of all five or six of them, Took and then took another one another one, so I took five or six photos of five or six people. And then... I went in later on the, the editor just to try it out and I clicked on, you know, one of their faces and it shows five different versions. So, you know, one of them had their eyes closed. So I clicked on one where their eyes were open and then I clicked another person in the photo and, you know, they had their eyes closed or they had their hand over their face or something like that. Or um, uh, or there was actually a balloon in one one of them. So I clicked the other one and chose a different one where the, the balloon wasn't in the way. And, um, you know, it, it put a photo together of the best version of each person. So they were all smiling, all the eyes were open and uh, you'd never have known like it, it came out absolutely perfect. So um, very, very cool. The, the Some of the software um, also like the magic eraser. I took a picture of somebody else and there was some uh, like some uh, a plastic bag on the ground behind them or something inside in the sitting room you know after Christmas or a bit of wrapping paper or something and I just um, you can use a magic eraser and just uh, highlight um, the the piece of paper on the ground and it just disappears it and it fills in with the surroundings perfectly so say it was on a wooden floor it just followed the lines of the wooden floor and uh, it would have been there if the paper wasn't there and uh, it matched it perfectly so you'd never have known like even a, a, a photography expert wouldn't even know that it was taken out <laughs> it, was, it was so spot on so yeah it's very very cool now uh, what is the best flip phone for most people? The Galaxy Z Flip 5 is CNET's top um, flip phone pick for 2024. It was a close call between Samsung's new uh, flip phone and the similarly priced Motorola Razr Plus. I think with folding phones, I see a lot of the awards that came up um, near the end of uh, last year were giving uh, for folding phones, so the one that opens like a book rather than a flip flip up phone. Um 
was they were giving it to the OnePlus. The new OnePlus Fold apparently was... Everyone was raving about it. For years, it's been just Samsung because they were kind of the first and they've, they've been doing it the best uh, since. But apparently, the new OnePlus Fold is very, very good. Um, there was mixed reviews of Google Pixel Fold. But the actually, my phone, the Google Pixel 8, got the MVP on um, MKBHD. He's one of the, probably the biggest uh, tech YouTuber on YouTube. And uh, he gave it their MVP award. Um, so uh, because of balance between performance, price, everything else, and uh, a lot of the, the techie um, kind of phone experts and YouTubers and things like that, they prefer a more compact phone than a big phone. Now, I generally prefer a big phone, but I'm definitely getting used to it. I think um, what helps too is it's a very good high-resolution screen, so it's not like... Um, you know, it it can get more done with a smaller size than some of the bigger ones I had before that weren't as good quality. So uh, it helps, but it's not it's not as tiny either. I was I was kind of a bit um, not sure because I had it sealed up coming up to Christmas. I had it bought, and so I was looking at videos about it. And they said, "Oh, it's much smaller than the previous one, and much smaller than the Pro, and it's tiny and this and that." But no, it's like still the same size as a standard iPhone. It's not like this tiny, <laughs> tiny phone. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's grand. It's great. It's probably the best phone I've ever had. You know, I've had phones with higher specs and faster charging and things like that, but it charges away fine. You know, it's not, it's only, um, is it 33 watts or 27 watts or something? Uh, so it's ver- it's definitely not fast charging. Uh, but I've hadn't, you know, it lasts for the whole day anyway. So I just plug it in at night, get up in the morning and uh, use it all day and then it's fine. Uh, the, You know, it still has 20 plus percent at the end of the day and I'd have, you know, my Bluetooth turned on because I'd be connected to my watch. Oh, actually, so I have the diesel axial watch from three year, three years ago, something like that. And I got it and I was using it with my previous phone and it was using the kind of the diesel app and then you were logged into that and you could use certain aspects of, of Google Fit and things like that. But I I found it, it, it ate the battery. Uh, it was last, lasting less than a day. Um, I found it a bit clunky and um, I, I, I just found it didn't work very well and the, the whole experience, it wasn't very good with it and I kind of got a bit sick of it and I went back to one of the, the, the Xiaomi bands that I have because it has like a 30 day battery and I don't need to worry about it and it, okay it's more basic and you can't answer calls and, and stuff like that but it, it's just more simple uh, because the more complicated version uh, of uh, which was the Android software on the on the diesel axial watch just wasn't very good for me but I said, look, I have a, a, a an Android phone now, uh, a native Android phone, say a Google's own phone. I'll see, will it work any better? So I did a factory reset on the watch and I set it up as new kind of, again, with the phone, uh, with the Google Pixel. And you have full kind of access to Google Fit and you can set it up with that. I'm not even, I used to before see everything was diesel on it, kind of because it's the make of the watch. So the software, I had to log into diesel software and all that. I haven't done any of that now. I'm doing it all through kind of the Google Fit app uh, and the, Google, the Wear OS. I have native kind of access to Wear OS on both the, the watch and the 
um, on my Pixel phone. And I just find it works way better for notifications, calls, everything like that. It's much smoother. Um, even if I'm taking, I don't think it, with my previous phone it worked, but um, bef- before I could use it to take photos uh, as, a, as a timer. So you just press the button and it takes um, photos from a distance or something like that. Say if I want to put it up on a wall and stand back and press the button and then it'll take the photo, you know, it'll do a five second count or three second count and take the photo for me by remote control using my watch as remote control. But uh, what's handy now is, and I don't think it did it before, is it shows you the, the what your phone is looking at. So it shows you the live image through your watch from your phone which is very cool. Um, So I tried that out, you know, I put it up on the table and I could see myself, it was facing me, I could see myself through my watch and then press it and, you know, three, two, one takes the photo. So very, very handy for that. Um, Yeah, uh, it just has more access and it works better. It works a bit smoother as well. So uh, a lot of complaints over the years about Android devices, uh, like remote devices and the the old version of that as well. Like it's still the older software. Uh, There's newer um, uh, Android watch uh, or Wear OS uh, since. But um, uh, I find it does help to be using a Google Pixel as well. So I'm looking forward now, say new versions of the uh, operating systems and things like that. I'll get them quicker than all the other devices as well. So it's very handy. So, yeah, definitely I'm enjoying my experience so far with the the Google Pixel 8. Um, So and that was a bit about flip phones as well. So actually, uh, I'd hold off on buying any Samsung phones at the moment because their big launch event is coming soon. So Samsung always famously launched their uh, new devices or announced them at the beginning of the year. So they're... uh, That'll be coming up soon, and they'll be announcing their new devices, probably S24, is it on? We're on 23 now, is it? S24 uh, will be coming out, and Ultras, and all, all the usual uh, the usual uh, announcements from Samsung. Uh, so SpaceX is launching its first satellites to connect T-Mobile's customers. So I heard about this recently, so... Um, uh, Tesla will be soon will soon begin to let subscribers send text messages from remote areas beyond T-Mobile's network. So what it is is so they already have a satellite system where you can connect to um, uh, receivers and get uh, broadband, say in the middle of the desert or something where there is no mobile access. You can use their Starlink satellite system. Uh, to uh, connect up a receiver on the ground and you can have like your own uh, your own Wi-Fi from somewhere where you'd normally never get it and they have coverage at various parts of the world and it's very handy for for that Uh, but now their new system will be direct to mobile so it looks like they've teamed up with T-Mobile and you'll be able to send text messages and things like that so it's very basic at the moment um they said that themselves, you know, it's not an alternative to, to 5G internet or something straight to your mobile at the moment. But uh, it's just early set up and you'll be able to send messages. So it could get people out of trouble, you know, if you were out hiking or something and there was no phone reception and all of a sudden you hurt your ankle or something, you could send a text message, I'm here, come and help me, something like that. Or uh, uh, I don't know if you can make calls directly from it, but you can um, 
you know, it's not a it's not a fast access yet, but it's a, it's just early stages and they're testing it and things like that. And even the first, say, the standard systems that they used with the receivers have been improved an awful lot now that um, you used to have to have a fixed uh place to receive them and things like that and now you can use it on top of mobile homes and things like that and uh, the speeds have improved and the the latency has improved and things so uh, but you know it's it's definitely a new technology so it takes a while to, to get these things up to speed but um, they're starting it off with sending texts and things like that they've launched the first satellites with capability to connect to smartphones on the ground which will help expand coverage of T-Mobile's for T-Mobile's customers. Contrast uh, that against Apple's existing emergency SOS via satellite service that uses Globestar's ground relay stations as a, re- or as a relay between iPhones and satellites. T-Mobile announced its partnership with SpaceX on August the 22nd. The agreement lets T-Mobile use the tech company's satellites to connect customers um, venturing outside of the carrier cellular network which reach, uh, reached 300 million Americans as of last October. The remaining areas not covered by T-Mobile's network are difficult for network towers to reach, either because of geography uh, or land use restrictions, according to T-Mobile's press release. Uh, SpaceX launched its new set of phone-connecting satellites on Wednesday morning and said testing them with T-Mobile's network will soon begin. Uh, this is later than expected, as uh, SpaceX executives said la- last March that the company planned to start testing the service sometime in 2023. So they just missed the mark by a couple of days. Uh, once the service is activated, T-Mobile customers will be connected nearly everywhere, and they can see where they can see the sky, and in some, uh, in most cases, with the phone they already have. According to the press release, oh, that's another thing too, will it have to be able to see, so you'll have to go outside to send a message or something like that, but uh, it could be handy to have still as an as emergency backup. And in most cases with the phone they already have, so it'll have to be set up in the phone itself or something like that. Um, in other words, you can't take out your SIM card, put in another phone and still be able to receive them. Is it something that will be native to the hardware in the device itself or something? So the service will start with just text messaging, though it will expand to voice and data in the coming years. Yeah, so um, it'll the latency will probably be too slow at the moment uh, to to do voice and and a video. Uh, it's not clear when the service will activate for T-Mobile customers, whether whether it will be available for all plans or which phones will be able to use the service. Uh, but it's definitely a, a step forward for a, a telephone technology. Uh, new moonwalkers robot shoes are definitely lighter and supposedly safer uh, so these look like a pair of uh, flip flops uh, with the with the you know with straps across and uh, your two on your foot and one on your heel uh, but they're ro- but they're roller skates oh yeah you can see uh, the photo wasn't very clear there I just uh, clicked on it uh, so they're kind of like six wheel roller skates or something like that uh, they're roller skates with a dash of Segway. Uh, their maker, Shift Robotics, is still convinced they're the future. Uh, the Moonwalkers uh, went somewhat viral in 2022 when the company behind them, uh, Shift Robotics, promised it had created the world's fastest shoe. They're not exactly shoes, though. The, they strap on top of your existing shoe. or oh, they go on top of a, a shoe. Oh, that's, that's why they have a funny shape. Uh, like you're putting on a pair of... Uh, 
T-E-V-S, T-E-V-A-S, and they put uh, 10 wheels underneath each foot, so there's 10 wheels on each one, and turn every step into a glide. Oh, I think I've seen that before, just help you, like you walk like you'd walk at two miles an hour, but you're actually walking five miles an hour, you know, they, they boost it. Uh, like you're perpetually walking on a moving sidewalk. Oh yeah, like in the airport when you're walking along those moving um, escalator things, uh, the the flat the, to speed up your getting from one one uh, gate to another. Uh, they're adult Heelys basically, <laughs> only bigger, higher tech and more expensive. Now Shift Robotics is back with a new pair, the Moonwalker X, which the company says it plans to show off at the CES gadget extravaganza in Las Vegas next week. Uh, the new shoes are lighter, 3.2 pounds on each foot, which is still about, uh, a lot, but a full pound lighter than the originals and are meant to be much easier to learn to use. Shift Robotics says it overhauled the control system for better manoeuvring in tight spaces, improved shock absorption and switched from 10 wheels to 6 on each foot. Uh, so that'll be very interesting to see they're 1400 quid as well to make you walk a little bit faster you could also just walk a little bit faster <laughs> uh, microsoft is adding voice shortcuts to windows 11. the latest uh, canary build of windows 11 canary build of windows 11 uh, preview build 26020 uh, debuts the ability to create and map custom voice commands uh, to one or more actions like opening a folder or trigger triggering a key combination uh, users start by saying show voice shortcuts then clicking create command it's a bittersweet update though wordpad won't install on this build signaling the true beginning of the end for the trusty simple word processor uh, so okay so that's uh, voice commands are in but wordpad might be on the way out now you can smoke your ribs indoors GE Profile will show off the world's first indoor smoker at CES 2024 next week. You can buy it today. Uh, the newest smart kitchen gadget from GE Appliances solves another cooking pain point you never knew you had. <laughs> having to go outdoors. The GE Profile Smart uh, Indoor Smoker is a countertop smoker that lets you cook with wood pellets inside your home without setting off your smoke alarms. The world's first indoor smoker, the $999 appliance, will be on show at CES 2024 next week. But if you can't wait to add that smoky flavor to your ribs, salmon or sprouts without having to step foot in your backyard or even having a backyard for that matter, you can buy it now at Williams, Sonoma and Best Buy uh, in America. The application uses a tech called Active Smoke Filtration, which GE Profile says uses heat and highly engineered um, and a highly engineered catalyst system to turn real wood smoke into warm air packed with flavor. Gaskets and seals keep the smoke inside uh, the oven uh, and not in your kitchen. Okay. The digital dial and some presets help to take the guesswork out of the smoking process, allowing for fine tuning smoke intensity and temperature, along with six preset settings for brisket, pork ribs, pork butt, chicken wings, chicken breast and salmon if you'd rather uh, just set and forget it. Uh, the neat feature of the indoor smart smoker is that uh, that I've not seen on outdoor smart smokers I've tested, uh, such as Traeger, is a smoke and hold setting, which will cook your meat and hold it uh, at a safe temperature for up to 24 hours. 
So very fancy altogether. Uh, a new indoor smoker. Yeah, my my brother has a, an outdoor smoker and um, very fancy one altogether. He has uh, temperature gauges and all this kind of stuff and he'd be monitoring it over 12 hours or something. It's crazy stuff. The, these people that are into their smoking meats and stuff are, are big into it. Uh, the British or James Bond films are now coming with a <laughs> trigger warning. Uh, the British Film Institute t- says installments of the spy franchise may cause offence to modern viewers. Yeah, exactly to modern viewers due to language and themes that were prevalent in the 1960s. Oh, it's gone. It's gone crazy nowadays. People just okay. It was something of its time, and that's it. And you know, okay, times are different now. But you know, just just watch it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't. That's it. You know, get a, build a bridge. <laughs> uh, Easter eggs have already been spotted on the shelves in supermarkets in Ireland. Many have complained on social media claiming it's too early. Meanwhile, Valentine's Day gifts have also popped up just over a month in advance. Why not just have everything? Have Halloween, have Christmas, <laughs> have Valentine's, uh, everything at the same time. And just we can choose which, whichever we want. I know it's, it, it's crazy. But sure, that's, uh, that's it nowadays. They have to, to straight away jump for the next thing. Uh, to keep the sales going vegan fast food options aren't healthier than their meat counterparts according to a new study the research published in the journal nutrition examines uh, examined meals by 50 fast food brands in five countries and found meatless alternatives are not inherently healthier than meat options Uh, vegan versions contained less protein and sodium but more carbs and sugar so plant-based dishes also do not necessarily have fewer calories. Oh, that's for sure. But they, yeah, yeah, they, it's a very um, a big misconception that that um, vegan meals are healthier and things like that. It, it's like what they say about um, you know. The, I saw a thing before that they were breaking down. Um, this nutritional guide and things like that. And they were saying that, uh, do you know the way they give out about red meats and things like that and saying, oh, that, you know, burgers are incredibly unhealthy and red meats are very unhealthy and things like that. But the burger they were talking about included the bun and the ketchup and the, the cheese and everything else. And, you know, they're all the unhealthy parts. If you take out the, the bun and the ketchup that's full of sugar, um, it's grand, you know. <laughs> it's it's not. It's uh, the meat itself isn't isn't that unhealthy. Uh, it's the it's the stuff that comes that comes with it when it when it uh, comes to a burger and things like that. You know, they're they're low in, in carbs and everything like that. So, um, yeah, it's uh, you have to be you have to be look at you know what you're taking on, how many calories, how many carbs and things like that and uh, keep the keep the carbs down and the, the calories down and reduce you know breads and grains and things like that. Reduce sugar for sure, eliminate it if you can. But it's not easy, you know. And uh, a lot of the vegan meals have kind of carbs and and sugar put in them to to balance for taste and things like that. So uh but I'm sure it can be done. Well, the likes of um, salads and, of course, and everything like that are incredibly healthy. 
So, um, former U.S. President Bill Clinton and Britain's Prince Andrew are amongst the names appearing in a newly released uh, a newly released court documents related to Jeffrey Epstein. The papers follow a civil case uh, that accuser Virginia Jufre uh, brought against the convicted paedophile's ex-girlfriend Ghislaine Maxwell. Buckingham Palace has always denied allegations, which appears in the documents uh, that the, the Duke of York roped a woman in 2001. And Mr. Clinton's spokesperson in 2019 said he knew nothing about Epstein's crimes. But uh, apparently, uh, what I was re- I was listening to um, a radio show about it, and they said Mr. Clinton, Bill Clinton, was mentioned like 50 times in the documents. Uh, so he was the was he one of the most mentioned, other than Epstein and his ex girlfriend Ghislaine Maxwell's uh, uh, themselves. So, uh, Sky's Marta Kellner says former U.S. president was named in evidence by accuser Johanna Sojberg. Uh, so let's see what they had to say. She is asked, uh, "Did Jeffrey ever talk to you about Bill Clinton?" She responds, "He said one time that Clinton likes them young." referring to girls. So these documents, 943 pages long, we're still working through them. Yeah, so that's that's very worrying. A lot of high-profile people were out to visit that island, you know, and flew on that plane, the, the Lolita Express, they call it. So it's, um, it's pretty worrying. People thought one time it was just a conspiracy theory and that it's all made up by these quacks and everything. But um. Apparently, it was uh, it was well, it was definitely true, and uh, but uh, the information is getting out now by the people who are there. So crazy, crazy stuff, you, you know, uh, for people that are at the the top of you know society or the top of politics and worldwide, you know. So it's crazy stuff. Uh, Rod Stewart has given staff at a hotel in Scotland an extremely generous tip. The singer tipped staff at the five-star Glen Eagles Hotel £10,000 following a stay there with his wife and his two sons. He said staff at the luxury resort deserve every penny for their excellent hospitality and very hectic at this very hectic time of year. So, oh, not very nice. Yeah, I, there was this show my, my brother was watching, but I didn't have much interest, but... Um, about these staff on a yacht and uh, so it's a it's a private not a private yacht but it's a it's a yacht that's available for celebrities very fancy like a hundred million dollar yacht or whatever it is and so every episode is like they have a new famous person or rich person business person or something on board and they they take them on a trip and then at the end of the trip they get a tip and so the tip depends on how well they were how, how good a job they did so you know the uh, they show at the end in uh, you know the person's reaction positive or negative and the the, the tip kind of uh, uh, shows that so that's their bonus to their wages and it's a that's the format of the show so uh, the tipping culture is very very big in America uh, Amanda Seafried Angela Bassett and Will Ferrell will be amongst the presenters at this year's Golden Globe Awards Barbie and Oppenheimer are nominated in the new category of cinematic and box office achievement alongside Taylor Swift, the year's tour film. Uh, uh, the 81st ceremony will be hosted by stand-up comedian and actor Joe Coy in California on Sunday. Uh, Joe Coy is very good. He's, uh, he's, from, he's Filipino-American and uh, he's very good because my wife is from the Philippines and he has a lot of jokes about, you know... Um, 
about the Philippines and things like that. And very, very funny. Actress Romer Lugari says her latest film project was so emotional she broke down in tears on first reading the script. One Life tells the story of Nicholas Winton, the London broker who, in uh, the months leading up to World War II, rescued 669 children from the Nazis. Uh, so that's the amazing story. Um, the where did they uh, did you know the famous video where the man is sitting in a theater full of people, and he's sitting in the front row. And it's him. And he had kind of kept quiet about it, I think, for years. I think that was the story he had. I don't know exactly what he did, but he saved hundreds of hundreds of uh, children from the Nazis anyway. And uh, so he was sitting in this theater and they said to him, uh, they said to the people, uh, or they said to him, we understood that you were able to help a lot of people during World War Two. And he was, you know, quiet about it. And they said, um, if there's anybody in this audience who was, uh, whose life was saved or life was affected by uh, Nicholas Winton, if they could stand up and the whole crowd stood up, they were all like uh, Jewish people and things like that whose lives were saved by him. And it's, uh, and it's uh, you know, it happened in real life. You can look it up if you look up on YouTube, Nicholas Winton. And it's very, it's very emotional. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. But uh, so they're making a film about it now. Uh, Romola said filming in key locations in Prague added to the poignancy. Let's see what uh, she had to say. We filmed the evacuation of the refugees on the platform where they were actually evacuated. And it was very difficult actually sometimes to not feel the kind of power and weight of that history in a way that enables you to just go on like it was just any other job it just didn't really feel like that another person like uh, Oscar Schindler that stood up against you know uh, a mighty um, empire uh, in, in you know and is now being recognized for it uh, a teenager in the US is thought to be the first person to ever beat the Tetris video game. Uh, 13-year-old Willis Gibson from Oklahoma completed the iconic game in 38 minutes. Only artificial intelligence had managed to beat the video game, which f was first released by Nintendo in 1988. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> These games. I was watching a guy... Um, you know, these gamers are so obsessed and even the retro, the modern kids playing retro games. Uh, what what was he doing? It was on um, the first Nintendo. Um, so this, is it Super Mario or something you have to press? Or what game was it? I, don't, I forget what game it was, but you have to press the button so fast. And he said it's not physically possible to, to press the button fast enough to, to do whatever he wanted to do. Uh, so he found an, he put his finger against the the button and held the controller in the same hand and then on the back of the controller he had his four fingers and he did like like that you know the where you do all four fingers like uh, one after the other and that pressed it four times by by pressing the back of the controller it was sensitive enough that it could press it four times, so it made it almost four times faster than he could do with one finger, or like twice twice as fast or something like that. And he was able to get more speed that way. It's crazy. Uh, the, the, the level of um, detail that they go into, or the level of uh, thought they go into to speed things up or to, to, to get an edge on when it comes to gaming. 
Um, Limerick's top selling car of 2023 revealed a sales of electric cars increased by 37%. The number of electric cars sold in Limerick last year increased by more than 37% compared to the numbers sold during the previous 12 months. According to new data from the Society of the Irish Motor Industry, uh, see me. Uh, 587 new electric cars are registered in Limerick between January and December 2023, representing 15.52% of all new cars sold across the country, uh, city and county, sorry. Almost a third uh, of new cars were petrol fueled, and 23.25% were diesel, and 21.53% were hybrid. Uh, meanwhile, the latest figures show that sales of new cars in Limerick across all categories increased by just over 6% when compared to the previous year. According to Simi, a total of 3,781 new cars were registered across Limerick City and County last year, up from 3,565 in 2022. Uh, the five most popular make and models of cars sold in Limerick during 2023 were Hyundai, Tucson, uh, 191, Kia Sportage, 146, Toyota Yaris Cross, 118. That's the one that kind of looks like the this the, the, the Jeep, what's the Jeep called again? This No, CHR. It kind of looks a bit like that, uh, like a smaller version of it. Uh, Toyota Corolla and Ford Puma. Also, the Puma was a big seller. Yeah, the Puma is not. I like the front of the Pumas, the design on them, the, especially the ST model. Uh, uh, Color-wise, the most popular colors were grey, black and blue and the most popular color choices of those who bought new cars in Limerick or were the most popular choices of those who bought cars in 2023. Commenting on the latest figures, Brian Cook, Simi Director General, said 2023 was a year of progress for the Irish motor industry, both in terms of new vehicle registrations and electric vehicle sales. Uh, so that's good. They're on the up for the motor industry, and I suppose that'll trickle down to the second-hand car industry when I'm buying one of them in five years' time. Uh, Ishka Aaron working to lift boil water notice for Limerick customers. So this is going on a long time now in uh, in parts of West Limerick, so uh, hopefully it's being sorted out. Uh, Ishka Aaron is working to lift the boil water notices in place for customers supplied by Capamorph. Oh, so this is, a, this is another one now, I think. Or is this the same one? The one that's affecting Eskeaton and things like that, or is that been solved already and I'm not too sure uh, but the Capamore uh, Foileen public water supply in Limerick the notice was put in place due to the detection of cryptosporidium in the water supply uh, the notice uh, impacts all customers supplied by Capamore Foileen um, public water supply including uh, Carrigmore which is now supplied from the Capamore scheme customers can check if their uh, property is included by visiting the water quality section of water.ie so and you can uh, you can put in your air code and check if your water is affected uh, so that's handy water.ie for people that want more information wherever you are uh, about your water supply so our last few bits and pieces lg's 2024 oled tvs put a bigger focus on ai processing than ever before everything is uh, you know, all different devices are. Uh, the much brighter MLA OLED panel now comes in an 83-inch size and LG's ultra-premium wireless TV will be available 
uh, in a smaller 65 inch model <laughs> a tiny little portable 65 inch model uh, a year ago LG released its brightest OLED TV yet and in doing so the company overcame the long held downsides of the panels technology yeah so OLED were always said oh they're clearer but they don't get as bright as, as some of the other technologies LEDs standard LEDs and things like that but now it's it's getting brighter uh, they were finally suitable for bright sunny rooms uh, or things called 2023's G OLED an outstanding TV with no real weaknesses and many other reviews praised it as one of the best TVs ever released LG also used uh, CES 2023 to introduce its first wireless TV uh, the signature OLED M which receives content from a zero connect box that can be positioned discreetly in the same room also that's actually very cool that's very good so that's like kind of like a radio station setup where you have a, like a rack room where you have all your computers and everything hooked up and then you have the the basic setup in the studios then and everything is just wired in like nowadays in the more modern systems than even we have here it would be a single cable would run into the run into this into the mixers here and everything else would be plugged in outside computers and everything like that uh, so this is a similar idea you just have a, a one uh, you have a, a box and all the signal is sent to the TV. Now you could have one cable, but I suppose to just even cleaner again, have a box somewhere else uh, in the room near it and um, plug all your PlayStation, plug all your, your wires and everything into the back of that. That could be neatly put away somewhere uh, where the TV itself could be on even on a wall or something like that with nothing, no wires hanging down out of it. So that's that's pretty amazing. Um I like that. An outstanding TV with no re- yeah, so we heard that. Sorry, receives content from a zero connect box that can be positioned. Yeah, so uh, so while last year brought pretty major technical upgrades for 2024, LG is shifting its focus to AI and smaller iterative changes, uh, but the improvements are still meaningful. Across the OLED TV lineup, LG now supports variable refresh rates up to 144 hertz, which is very good for TVs. Usually that was just gaming uh, consoles and things like that, which will be welcome uh, news for PC gamers. Uh, the new G4 bring, uh, series brings the company's micro lens array technology, the secret sauce behind the G3's significantly brighter picture, uh, to a larger 83-inch screen size for the first time. Meanwhile, the 2024 OLED M line is adding a smaller 65-inch model for those who want the fancy wireless technology in a more modest size yeah so if you want a tiny little 65 inch tv uh my tv is 65 inch and i find it massive so uh, i don't know why why they're saying that well yeah it's compared to the 83 inches but yeah no so that's pretty amazing i was watching um there's a guy called linus tech tips on youtube and he's very good for giving tips if you want to set up anything tech wise as well and uh he uh, got a TV. He wanted to get the world's biggest TV, but it was available in China only. It was like a hundred and something inches uh, TV. And he got it. He, he did go through a massive rigmarole to get it. And uh, he actually really likes it. He, he said he was expecting it to be just massive, but not great quality wise. Uh, but he found it actually very good. 
Uh, let's quickly go through uh, some. Uh, so there's an uh, uh, Xbox Series S toaster. So it looks exactly like an Xbox Series S, but it's a toaster. And when it toasts your bread, it puts an uh, an Xbox logo on it. So that's a, that's the thing now you can get. Microsoft's new Copilot key is the first big change to Windows keyboards in 30 years. Microsoft wants 2024 to be the year of AI PC. Um, as it lines up bigger changes to Windows, so there's some changes coming to Windows. LG just made the fastest OLED gaming display yet. It goes up to 480 hertz, so that's a gaming display, very, very fast gaming display. You can now fix your Pixel 8 phones with genuine Google parts from iFixit. So I heard that they 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 um they signed up for that, so it's very good. If something goes wrong with the phone, they don't make it hard for you to fix uh, compared to some of the other brands. Um, you can buy parts, you can swap it out if the battery goes dead you can just go and buy a new battery and swap it out so that's very very good uh, a rear camera costs uh color yank oh, 200 quid i only paid 599 for the phone uh, so that's a bit expensive uh, apple agrees to settle a lawsuit alleging it profited from gift card scammers reuters reported that apple is drafting a settlement with plaintiffs who alleged that apple uh, uh, routinely and knowingly kept 30 percent commission from gift card scams so that's very bad. Uh, California Senator files a bill prohibiting agencies from working with unethical AI companies. That's probably a good idea because AI is so powerful and can be could be very dangerous. And the TikTok shop is going to take a bigger cut from sellers. So they're going to raise their uh, their cut that they take. So that's been Tech Thursday. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I'll be back with you again next week. You can call 069-66200 or 087-166-9800 for your messages or WhatsApps uh, for next week's show. But the best way to do it is, as always, which most people send in their messages, it's to patrick102fm at gmail.com and I will answer your question on the next show. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Liberty 102 FM.